0: Good morning to each one. God bless you for being here. The uh, told the uh the brothers in Sunday school class we could uh I think we could take about any little group of verses there in that chapter and and have a whole lesson on it. Uh, a lot of just a lot of ways you could go with that passage. And uh, also really appreciate the uh devotional Christopher. It was a blessing. Um and a good uh, preparation for what I have to share this morning. The uh, yeah, the uh, I forget when it was. Sometime in the last couple of weeks, I heard someone talking about a couple of verses, passage of scripture, and I got to thinking about it. And I've heard people preach on that passage, on those verses, and those scriptures. Um, don't think I ever preached on them before. And I got to thinking about it more and more, and decided to preach on him this morning. And so, uh, the message this morning is—it's a bit of a subject, but it's also a bit expository. So it's kind of a mix, in a way. But we are looking at, uh, looking at uh, uh, a couple of chapters, and you know, looking at some scripture. Um, for opening scripture, let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter two, and uh, the title is uh, the chief cornerstone. So that kind of gives it away. I do have an object lesson later. Um we'll get into that in a little while. But uh start out with Ephesians chapter 2 and let's start reading and uh we're going to read backwards again like I like to do. Uh so we're going to read the uh a few uh, verses and then we're going to go back and up and see where we ought to start here. So uh Matthew I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says now therefore Ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together, why? For an habitation of God through the Spirit. That 's what we want, is it not for us as a church and in our individual lives and and we 're going to be preaching on two different levels this morning, the, looking at the the, the the building as a church, but then also on our individual lives, and how this cornerstone um, lie, uh, is what we, what we build off of and so if you remember I've, like i've said before, I think even last time I preached, I said when you read a piece a passage like this. It's good uh, to look back and what is, well, how does that verse 19 start out? It started out as now. So that means there was a thought before that. Yeah, it's not the beginning of a thought. Uh, so we back up to verse 18. It says, for. Verse 17 starts out, and. So we just keep backing up. So there's a thought. Verse 16, and. Verse 15, having. Verse 14, for. So he, he keeps going back. See how, see how we do this? Verse 13, but. Well, that doesn't start out of thought. Um, verse 12, that. So, uh, so he keeps, your, you know, there was something uh, before that. Let's keep going. Wherefore in verse 11? Verse 10, 4. Verse uh, uh, 9, not. Verse 8 starts out the word for. Verse 7, that. Verse 6, and. Verse 5, even. Verse 4, but. Verse 2, wherein? Verse 1, and, so we still aren't at the beginning of the thought. Let's keep going. uh, Chapter 1, verse 23, which. Verse 22, and. uh, Verse 21 goes along with verse 20, the same thought, but verse 20 is which. Verse 19, and. See how it just keeps going back? And we go all the way back to verse 2 in chapter 1. So let's just start reading there. And I want, to, as we read this, I'm not going to make a lot of comments. Maybe I'll stop and make a few. Um, but look, look for the words, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look how often it's mentioned. I highlighted. I've got a piece of paper right here. I copied this and I highlighted all the times it's referring to God or Him. Look at all that. Almost every verse. There's all but about I don't know six, five or six verses in those two chapters that it doesn't reference God or Jesus Christ. And so we're going to kind of, kind of look for those as we read through here. So this is a, this is Paul's letter to the Ephesians and he starts out in verse one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. There we we have the first one, Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Verse two, grace be to you and peace where from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father and God the Son right there. Verse 3, "...Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in where Christ..." keeps bringing out this Jesus and Christ and, and God the Father behind that. Verse 4, "...According he hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself..." according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of His will. Is it all about Jesus or what? I think it is. According to His... No. What was that? Verse 9, "...having made known unto us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure which He hath purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him, who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory." Who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, ceased not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers there's a couple of verses that doesn't mention Jesus because Paul is saying, well, I'm, I'm praying for you. Uh, that's, he's heard of your faith, and I cease not to give thanks for you. Making, so Paul's the kind of a little personal message he's putting in there. Then he goes back to verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He wants us to know about him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And so it it keeps. some of these are referring to, to God, some of them to Jesus. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, and power, and might, and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And here in verse 21, we have a verse where, where I don't have anything highlighted, but the whole verse is about how great Jesus Christ is. It doesn't actually mention his name or a pronoun. It's still on the same subject. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Then we go to verse uh, chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. When in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So he brings out our sinfulness and our humanity, uh, the lusts of our flesh, and how we, we are tendency to wander away. Verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, and the good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember, that ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now In Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, that was all of us, hopefully we're not far off anymore, but we were, are now made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. This great Jesus, this Christ. What does he go on to say in verse 19? Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but what fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. What are we building off of this morning? How do we know how to build? How do you know... Some of you are builders. How do you how do you start out? We build something. We need a couple of things. We need it to be square. We need it to be plumb. Needs to be level. And there, we've got our modern ways to figuring out what that how, how that is and going from there. Amos, the book of Amos, chapter seven, a couple of verses there. And he's talking to Israel, thus he showed me and behold the Lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line with a plumb line in his hand and the Lord said unto me Amos what seest thou? And I said a plumb line. Then said the Lord behold I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will not pass I will not again pass by them anymore. So God is measuring us measuring his people here in Amos. He's also measuring us. And we'll look at some of those scriptures maybe. So the way I understand, many times in ancient times, they would, when they would build something, they would start out with a cornerstone. And there's a, there's a few maybe uh, scripture uh, translations. I found one especially in some of these exact verses where it talks about the cornerstone. And They want to replace that. Jesus Christ is the keystone. Keystone is something totally different than the cornerstone. So don't let anybody fool you on that. A keystone is like when there's an arch, like right here. Now, if this was stone, that little thing right up on top right there, that would be the keystone. but Jesus Christ isn't just up there for us to look at; he's what we build off of and so I was trying to think how to illustrate this, and um I thought about bringing big rocks or blocks or something, and i didn't uh didn't get that done, kind of forgot about it, so I brought Legos and uh so maybe we can. In ancient times, maybe they would start out with a, they they would get a square rock, and that would be, what's it say? Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So he's the one that we start out with. Now, there we go, all right. Now, there's another scripture. Um. Well, I miss putting that in here. Let's see. where that scripture is at now there's another there's a scripture that talks about the uh uh it's also built on the apostles and the prophets so uh the prophets wrote the old testament the the apostles wrote the New testament, and so that's the foundation so let's say that's Jesus Christ the chief cornerstone and they 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 come off of that and so they this is the smallest level I could find and so they they, they get that straight line right there. And it, it's all built off of that cornerstone, and so we're going to build. We're going to build a, uh, a foundation of the apostles and the prophets. We'll probably. I probably have that scripture in there just in the wrong place. We'll probably run into that. Verse twenty, Verse 20. okay. Chapter of chapter two, okay. I'm, I was just. Okay, I was looking at the wrong. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I was thinking it was somewhere else. I'm going to build upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. All right, thank you. And so we have this this is the chief cornerstone, and then we have the apostles and the prophets, and we're getting this all lined up here, and everything's nice and and straight. And so we we uh, we get all this, and uh, it's, but it's all squared off of that chief cornerstone, and uh, and so so we have something to build on now. And so we we come, and uh, you know, back in the day, here comes Brother Floyd, and he. He uh, he starts building here, and so, you know, it gets, we can make it plumb, and we, it goes straight up, and it's, everything's matching up, and here comes Brother Joey, and he starts building right there, and and here comes Sister Emma, and she starts, she, she starts, she builds there, and she lines everything up with the chief cornerstone, and she comes off of here, and over here's, here comes DV, and then, then maybe uh Sharon over here, and then then Edward comes in and we're building him. And uh and Loretta. And uh I better not go down the line, I'll miss somebody, but we keep uh you get the you get the point. And we we're adding members and they're all lined up. And uh and there's they look different. They've got uh they keep on building and some of them. Maybe somebody's got a little extra personality there, and uh, that's all right. He's still lined up, and uh, and maybe some of them are. Maybe we have a brother or sister that's just that's a little weak, and he's he's a little smaller. He, he maybe he can't quite do as much. Maybe there's another one, and then and they, they keep building and they keep adding on. And see, that, so then maybe there's a weaker one. So there's you know there's a. Um, Maybe that's a, little, see, that's a little weak right there. There's a crack all the way down. But then maybe we have some, a brother that's a little extra strong and he can go in there and he can he can go over the top and he can, he can make up the difference. Now, you get the point. So there we have the chief cornerstone. With several, not every illustration is perfect. Now, what I want to say is now what happens when I come in and I say, I'm going to be like this. Well, it won't even fit. Now, all of a sudden not level anymore is it doesn't line up with that chief cornerstone that's not not straight anymore it's messing everything up and pretty soon somebody else comes in here he goes like i'm gonna be this well, that ain't gonna work and then somebody else comes and he wants to he's gonna he's gonna be his own thing now all of a sudden, this building is just stopped. How are we gonna? Now we want to build over here. We go like this. Well, it's sticking out the side. We can maybe build over here a little bit yet, but the building is hindered because the only way to keep going is—and we can't do this because we have Legos instead of rocks. But the chisel has to come out, and this, this can look like this. This has to become this. It can be, but to God's help, maybe even it looks like that. And it's all prickly. Some of us are like that when we start out, but we can, we can still get to where we can line up with the Word of God. I even brought this. One reason I brought that is because that's, the, that's the, uh, the, the symbol for the Republican Party right there. So that's politics. You can't build on that in the church. Yeah. And on a personal level, if your life, if you're building your life, you put politics in there, you, it's going to stop the building. That's a, that's a whole other message. Let's leave some of these up here. What kind of building are we doing here? See, he can't even get in there because it's too tight. Now. But do you see the importance of that cornerstone? If that cornerstone, let's say it was a little bit crooked and it wasn't quite square, it wouldn't work, would it? And that's why the only one qualified to be that cornerstone is Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2. Verse 1 through verse 10. So in, in Ephesians, that was Paul writing about this chief cornerstone. He wasn't the only one that wrote about this. 1 Peter 2, verse 1, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and enemies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming is unto a living stone, Just allowed in need of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and the stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they, are, they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So he starts out in this passage, and he, he talks about laying aside mouth and becoming like newborn babes, and desiring that sincere milk of the word. Being hungry, being filled. You can't build, maybe we start thinking a little bit more along our personal life, you can't build by filling it up with stuff like this. You've got to have things that are pure and holy, that line up with the word of God. Maybe we can look at what some of those things might be. But think about it. The uh he goes on to say, verse 4, he talks about a living stone. That's the difference here. This is not a dead stone. This is not just an old rock. This is a living stone, a living person, Jesus Christ. And he says he was disallowed indeed of men, but he was chosen of God and precious. And he got, it says somewhere else here, I think. Uh, he was, uh, verse 7, he talks about what the stone which the builders disallow. The same is made the head of the corner. And it's referencing the Jews. They, they, didn't, they said, no, nah, this is not the right one. This is not the cornerstone. They threw him out. But God said, no, this is the right one. This is the one I'm going to build off of. So he was the, 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 the stone that the builders rejected. Same is now the head of the corner. He is the one that we need to build off of. Verse 5 clearly says, We are, stone, we are the stones then that, we, that he's building this house with, building his church with. We start out with the, the foundation of, the, of Jesus, the cornerstone, and the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. They laid everything there for us. Now we're called to, to line everything up off of that. And we get everything straight and we build that wall. And we knock off our rough edges so that we line up with Jesus. And we make a beautiful building. And you think about the picture you see of the temple and, and things and those beautiful things that they built back in those days off of a, corner, a chief cornerstone like that. They had a plumb line, they, had, they did some things, but they, it was based off of that, we understand, based off of that, that cornerstone that they started out with. Now, he, goes, he also talks about uh, in verse 7 and 8, he talks about some people stumble over this cornerstone. That's also a possibility. They don't like it. The Jews did. They threw it out. That stumbling, that, that cornerstone, he might, that thing's big. Some people can't, don't like it. Don't stumble over the, build on it. You got to do one or the other. And we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Verses 9 and 10. Jesus makes a difference in your life when you build off of that cornerstone. You don't look just like everybody else. Verse 9, he says, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That sounds pretty good. That's up there. Not just royal, but you're a priest. A holy nation, the kingdom of God. It's not just like every other nation. It's different. doesn't even look the same. We've had teaching on that here. But kill your people. It doesn't mean, that's probably a bad translation there. It doesn't mean weird. But it, we are going to be a little weird. If you're not a little bit weird, the world doesn't think you're a little bit weird. You're doing something wrong. Because the world isn't building off of that thing. The world's building off of something else. I don't know what they're building off of. Some crooked old rock. So you're going to, You better look different if you're building off of that, that rock. In your life, in the life of the church, we build together. Verse 10, which in time past, we're not a people. We, weren't, we wouldn't be a people. We wouldn't, this group of people would not be here if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. We wouldn't be. We probably wouldn't even know each other. It's Jesus Christ is the only thing, really, that brings us together, but that's enough. That's enough. We don't need any more than that. That's enough in common. They were not a people, but they are now the people of God. They had not obtained mercy, but now they've obtained mercy. That's what the key. We've all obtained mercy. And that makes us all the same, where we build off of that, that rock, Jesus Christ. And and Christopher uh, said something this morning about, you wonder why people can't get along in church. And, and you know, uh, we look, especially as younger people, we often look at that. And we wonder, why can't, if we're all following God, why can't we get along? I don't know the answer to all that. I think a lot of times there's differences in vision and some of those things. But if we can at least recognize that we all have a heart after God, and that we're building the same building I think there's a time to separate, maybe, and a time to, to uh, you know, divisions or sometimes. But not, not, in, not, in a, not in a, if there is bad feelings and things like that, those they should not have a place for, for, for all building on the Word of God. But now, the, the problem is, if some of us refuse to be made into that, there is going to be conflict. And at some point, that's got to separate. Now we need to have grace with each other. It doesn't always happen overnight. Some of us are real big like that. We gotta. It takes a lot of chipping. Some of us are a little more, a little harder. Some of us are a little takes a little more, takes a bigger hammer. But are we headed the right direction? All right. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter three. This, this scripture takes it on a more of a personal level. I'd like to look a little bit at that. And uh, had this. it uh, seems like there's two different ways here. Um, we've been looking at Jesus, uh, the cornerstone, God the builder, and we are the structure. And, and, and maybe in this next scripture, is Jesus it portrays Jesus as a cornerstone still. But now we are the builder, and our works and our life is the structure. So we're going to be looking at that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. How's our life looking? <clears throat> Verses 9 to 19. It says, for we are laborers together with God. And again, notice this starts out with the word for. We could go back. We should, but we don't have time. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. What a, what a, uh, what a statement. You're, you're, you're God's building. And he he talks about your husbandry just comes off of talking about planting and watering and so forth. And I was going into the analogy of building. Verse 10, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Because he was also talking about the thing of Paul versus Apollos. He said, we're just building this building as the church. For other foundation can no man lay, than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Again, that foundation stone. That's Jesus Christ. We've got to build off of that. Now if any man build upon this foundation, so now we've got different materials, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's works shall be burned he shall suffer loss but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire know ye not that ye are the temple of god and that the spirit of god dwelleth in you if any man defile the temple of god him shall god destroy for the temple of god is holy which temple you are let no man deceive himself if any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world let him become a fool that he may be wise for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with god for it is written he taketh the wise in their own craftiness all right so he says there's different, there's different materials, so there's gold and silver, precious stones, there's wood, there's hay and there's stubble. But he says it's going to be tried by fire. So when the fire hits, the stubble's going to burn up, isn't it? Now he says, there's still hope. you can build again. I think I think that's the message in verse 15, "If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. It's a loss, it's going to hurt. But he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. If he learns his lesson, he can build back with gold. Isn't that hopeful? Praise God. What are we building with in our life? We put things in our life. We start out, we have the fruit of the Spirit. We have love and joy and peace and all these things. Long-suffering and patience. Maybe we've got an anger problem. and It's, it's, it's not lining up anymore. We've got, we got some briars in there that need to be taken care of. It's hindering our walk with the Lord. We can't expect to prosper when we have things like this. Whatever you want to put in there. Bad attitudes. Maybe the music, maybe you're not listening to good music. Music does, doesn't line up. You can't prosper. You can't line up with the Word of God. It's going to cause trouble. And then we try to take this, this building as, as one brick. Now it's falling apart on me. Um, must have, some, uh, must have some, some hay and stubble in there. But uh, and we, and we take, try to take, take this block and we put it, uh, you know, may, maybe think about this block as a personal life, and then we take that, our personal life, into the church. And that's got to knock them things off of there because it's going to affect the church. Nothing we ever do affects just us. Remember that. I can't go out here and, and, and sin and it, it does it, it doesn't hurt anybody else. It does not work that way. If I have a bad attitude, what we call a small thing that we can kinda of hide. If I gossip, whatever it is. If I watch things on my device that are evil, nobody would know it affects every other people, it sure does. That's well, why we need that accountability we heard about this morning in our devotional as well. I we think we could do better in approaching each other and asking, How are you doing? But then, on the other hand, like Christopher said, we need to go put ourselves under that as well. Let's not forget to do that. First of all, the bottom line of it is we're going to stand before God and we're going to give account of what we have done. Okay, I'd like to move on. There's, other, there's more scriptures on this subject. This, this was something that was talked about during the time of Christ. Let's just look, briefly look at a few of those. Romans chapter 9, i uh, got a few verses there. What shall we say then that the Gentiles which follow not after righteousness have attained to righteousness? Even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel which followed after the law of righteousness hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law; for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. See, they, they Israel stumbled, as it is written, "Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense." He calls it. You want that friction, butted it up there. See, see, see if they can see if they can handle it. They couldn't. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Stumbling stone part of the cornerstone Acts chapter 4 then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them you rulers of the people and elders of Israel if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man he had just Peter just healed that man and by what means he is made whole be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom ye crucified whom God raised from the dead even by him that this man stand here before you whole this is the stone Peter is bringing this out this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given unto men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Peter called them out on this. And this was a prophecy. We're gonna, I should have put that prophecy in earlier. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Jesus Christ himself in Matthew 21, Jesus saith unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever shall fall it will grind him to powder. We we talked about that verse a while ago. That's that's coming right after this thing about the, 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 the chief cornerstone. Jesus talking about that. So in, in Isaiah chapter 28, therefore thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion a prophecy of Jesus Christ, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the lion, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. So this, he says he's going to, this plummet is a plumb line. You know, when you, it's, it's a, it's a, it was a little thing with a string and it would hang down perfectly plumb. And uh, he's saying that he's, he's going to use that in the righteous. How do you say it here? It's a prophecy. Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the re- refuge of lies and the water shall overflow the hiding place. He's going to clean that mess out. He's going to build on the sure foundation. This was a prophecy of Jesus Christ coming and building. This stone. And Jesus pointed that out, and Peter caught that, and he, he talked about it several times in the Apostle Paul as well. Also, in, in, in the book of Psalms 118, verse 22, the stone which the builders refused has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Again, quoting that from Isaiah. So, this was in the Old Testament. So, how are you going to build your life? How are we building the church? I trust the church won't end up looking like this. Because Jesus Christ is coming back for his bride. And he wants that beautiful building. And it's up to us whether we're going to be a whether we're going to be a building block. We can't be the whole building. We can just be a piece in it. Now one more scripture. Matthew chapter seven. I'd like to close with here sobering passage. How are you going to build? Something's going to happen. We're going to build on something. Our life's going to look like something. What are we going to build it on? Matthew 7 verse uh, we'll start reading in, uh, we could start several different places here. Let's see. you got the, uh, back in verse 10, uh, verse 12, talks about uh, the golden rule. Verse 13, entering at the straight gate. Um, verse 15, maybe we'll start there. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. What are they building with? What's their house look like? Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good, good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So bring verses. How's my fruit this morning? Or am I going to be thrown on the brush pile? Verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. but He that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one, having authority, and not as the scribes. Are you going to build on a rock? Or are you going to build on the sand? It's up to each one of us. Build together on the rock. Build that building out of gold and silver and precious stones. Let's kneel for prayer.